Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Early in the summer of 1879, Rutherford B. Hayes, then President of the United States, called to the White House James Brooks, the Chief of the United States Secret Service. You sent for me, Mr. President? Oh, yes, yes. Brooks, I wanted to discuss a little trip I'm contemplating. Yes, sir. Where to, Mr. President? To the West. In the past seven years, there's been great developments in the West. I believe it to be my duty to go there and see what has been accomplished. Well, I'm sure it's an excellent idea, sir. I want you to arrange proper safety precautions. That means, of course, you will contact the various United States Marshals along the itinerary. And what is the itinerary, Mr. President? Well, we'll go directly from Washington to St. Louis... From there, we'll take the new railroad, the Santa Fe, to Kansas City, and then to the end of the line. You you mean Dodge City? That's correct. I have a personal invitation from Mayor 
Robert M. Wright of Dodge City to visit there. But, Mr. President, do you realize the danger that is involved? Dodge City is probably the wildest and wickedest city in the country. Yet why Brooks, it's been Brooks, said... now, you've been reading too many sensational newspaper stories. Sir, I have reports from our own United States Marshals throughout the West. Dodge City is all that the newspapers say it is. Lawless and godless. I'd advise a president to... Brooks, I didn't ask you for advice. Pardon me, Mr. President. You will arrange proper safety measures, I assume... Yes, sir. That's all. I leave a month from today. I shall begin the arrangements at once. Good day, Mr. President. Good day. So he's going to Dodge City. And he wants protection. Well, there's only one thing to do. McHenry. Yes, Chief? The old man's going west. West? Yeah, Dodge City. No. Didn't you tell when him? When Rutherford Hayes makes up his mind, nobody tells him anything. But you It's can't... up to the Secret Service to provide safety for the president, no matter where he goes. Well, that's true. I want to send a telegram immediately to Billy Tillman at Dodge City. Billy Tillman? The scout? He's United States Marshal at Dodge City now. We're fortunate in that respect. No doubt of that. But I thought Tillman had retired to ranching. He did, until Dodge City got so tough nobody could handle it. Then they called Billy in to take over the situation. Well, if anybody could take it over, Tillman would do it. Under ordinary circumstances, yes. But when word gets out that the President of the United States is going to visit Dodge City, people are going to start riding in from the upper Arkansas to the Rio Grande. Why, it'll be a holiday for every type of criminal under the sun. And you're afraid Billy Tillman can't handle the situation The United States Secret Service takes no chances. Now, in your telegram to Tillman, tell him that he'll be contacted by a... By a certain man shortly before the arrival of the presidential train. And this man will identify himself by a silver bullet. A silver bullet? You mean... McHenry, the safety of the president of the United States is involved. No precaution is too great. Dodge City, Kansas, far western terminus of the newly completed Santa Fe Railroad. Dodge City, end of the Chisholm Trail. Dodge City, capital of the vast cattle and buffalo empire of the West. Dodge City, the untamed metropolis, sprawled along the muddy banks of the Arkansas. Populated by a polygon of buffalo hunters, cowboys, gamblers, adventurers, and gunmen. Yes, that was Dodge City at the time Billy Tillman, famous scout and Indian fighter, came out of retirement to once again strap on his guns and bring law and order to the wildest town in the United States. Billy Tillman, blue-eyed and quick-fingered, who gave every killer a split second to change his mind before he drew a gun. Hello, boy. You going into the Buffalo Head, Marshal? That's where Dunbar and his boys went, ain't it? Yeah, that's why I was asking. You better think twice, Marshal, before you go in there. Thanks, boys. I know what I'm doing. Come on, let's follow him and see what'll happen. Not me. You don't need a gunfight, sure. I'm going in with him. Hey, boy. Boy. Hey, look, look. Ah, the tin star. Get out of here. 
I reckon you boys better ride your nags out. This ain't no stable. <laughs> Listen, Tin Star, I said get out. You, uh, Tom Dolan, better known as uh, Tom Dunbar. Which name are you using now? Dunbar. What about it, Tin Star? You better turn your gun over to Uncle Billy. <laughs> boys. The Tin Star's begging me to give him my gun. <laughs> now, if you beg real hard, Tin Star, maybe I'll give it to you. It's again the law to pull a gun in Dodge City, and you know that? Here, I'll take your gun. Get away from me. Why, I'll... Let him have it, Dunbar. Think twice. Think twice. There. Took the gun right out of Dunbar's hand. Dunbar's unarmed. The coolest thing I ever saw. And when you get ready to leave town, fella, just call by the marshal's office. You can get it back. Why, you dirty tin star. Now get out of here, all of you. I'll be seeing you some other time, tin star. And you can bet on that. Several days later, Marshal Billy Tillman received in his office a visitor whose identity surprised him. Well, I'm glad to meet you. Bat Masterson and Bill Hickok have told me a lot about you. They told me many fine things about you, Marshal. When I got that telegram from Jimmy Brooks in Washington, I just didn't connect it with you. I should have remembered about the silver bullet. Tonto and I were on the lower Brazos when I got word from Brooks. We came here as fast as our horses could travel. I reckon you made mighty good time. The town is already beginning to fill up with people from all points. Yep. It ain't often folks out here get a chance to see the President of the United States. They'll be coming in by droves. Do you anticipate any trouble? Oh, no. Some of the boys may try to put on a show. Paint the town, maybe. But that's just high spirits. Anyway, I think we should give the President a real Western reception. It's a good idea. As long as it doesn't get out of hand. Oh, by the way... I understand you had a brush with Tom Dolan and his gang last week. Oh, not much of a brush. Tom and his boys was riding a little too high in their saddles. I had to take Tom's shooting iron away from him for the time being. Dolan's a dangerous man, Marshal Tillman. Maybe. Anyway, he and his boys moved on out of town. Oh. It was kind of embarrassing to Tom, he taking his gun from him. Don't look for him back real soon. I hope not. Now, Marshal, we'd better work out a plan of action. A plan that will guarantee the safety of the president while in Dodge City. Yeah. I was waiting for you to show up before I started working on any plan. Though I didn't know it was you who was going to show up. And the presidential train gets into Dodge City shortly after dark, doesn't it? Uh, due in about 10 o'clock in the evening. It makes it more difficult. Well, don't make it any easier to handle a crowd, the likes of which will be on hand. Ben Daniels is your deputy, isn't he? Yes, sir. And a real man. They don't come any straighter than Ben Daniel. I agree with you. The telegram I got said that the president and his party will stay aboard the train. I figure then Ben Daniels and me can provide all the protection needed at the railroad yard. Yes, the Secret Service men will be aboard the train. However, they'll want somebody who knows the local situation aboard also. Yeah, I reckon so. Who do you suggest we put on the train? Well, in his telegram, Brooks said the president would like to have as his guest a real live Indian. An Indian? Yes. You see, the president is vitally interested in the welfare of the Indians. No doubt he thinks it would be a good policy to have an Indian as his guest. Oh, good idea. But who? You uh, know of my Indian companion, Tonto? Tonto? 
Sure, sure. Why, that's great. I, uh, I have two reasons for suggesting Toto. Two reasons? Yes. First, Toto presumably would be a guest of the president. Actually, he would be a valuable guard aboard the train. See, Toto knows every crook. And two, he would be able to work with any plan we may have. That's right, he could. All we'd have to do is give Tano a signal, and he'd, well, he'd know what was up without disturbing the president. But you said you had another reason, too. I believe the greatest triumph in Tano's life would be meeting the president. The great white father. And that is satisfactory to you, Marshal? Sure is. But what about you? Brooks said you'd now, be... Now, for the next few days, Tonto and I will scout the parties coming in on the trails. We'll find out who the parties are. Then, the night of the president's arrival, I'll be nearby at all times. Well, that about fixes everything, I reckon. Uh, tell Tonto to be wearing his best Indian finery. Feathers and paint. <laughs> Mayor Wright will take him aboard the train to meet the president. camp several miles down the Arkansas River from Dodge City, a group of men watched the approach of a fast-riding horseman. It's Dagger. Seems in a mighty big hurry. Uh, maybe the tin star took his gun away. <laughs> now listen here, you. All right, all right, forget it. I didn't mean nothing, Tom. Whoa, whoa there. Whoa, boy, whoa. <coughs> Guess who's coming to Dodge City tonight? <laughs> By the way you're riding, I'd say the devil himself. <laughs> say, take a look at this. Read that, huh? President Hayes visits Dodge City. Town stages great celebration in honor of President. I'll say they are. Why, the town's gone wild. I never saw such a sight. Uh-huh. What else did you find out? What else? Oh, oh, yeah. The town's still hot for us. Meaning what? I heard the deputy Ben Daniels saying that the first one of us which showed up would be jugged. Hear anything else? Well, yes. Come on, let's have it. You won't get sore at me now, Tom. Spill it. What is it? Well, the whole town's laughing about the tin star dehorning you, Tom. Everywhere I went, they was talking about it. Uh-huh. Why didn't you tell me that in the first place? Why, Tom, I thought you'd be interested about the president. Dodge City has been mine for a long time, and it's going to keep on being my territory. You better lay low for a while, Tom. That Marshal Tillman is tougher than the axe. There ain't a tin star living that can keep Tom Dunbar out of Dodge City or anywhere else. You better take my advice. You men, get ready to ride. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, we're riding to Dodge City to, uh... Call on the marshal, boys. Oh. You don't want to kill a United States marshal with a president in town, you fool. There ain't no better time to do it. In fact, I got a good plan in mind. Get your irons hot and your horses ready. We're riding high. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
now to continue our story. As the Dunbar gang rode toward Dodge City to seek revenge for the insult and humiliation inflicted upon its leader, Tom Dunbar, the presidential train was nearing the far western terminus of the Santa Fe Railroad, its destination. President Rutherford B. Hayes was in a hearty mood as he discussed the trip with the chief of the Secret Service. Why, Brooks, you old boogeyman, you had me frightened a month ago in Washington, telling me those tall tales about how wild and woolly it is out here in the West. I'll admit things have been very peaceful, Mr. President. However, it was my duty, sir, to give you what information I had. <laughs> Too many sensational stories in the newspapers, Brooks. I'm afraid your literary tastes run to the lurid. I got my reports from such men as Bat Masterson and Billy Tillman. And I might add another very reliable source if I cared to, Mr. President. Just look out there on those broad prairies. As far as the eye can see, peace and contentment. Now and then a spread of cattle or a herd of buffalo. But that's not Dodge City. Well, nothing happened in St. Louis or Kansas City. Just large crowds like it would be in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, or New Orleans. I hope you're right, Mr. President. Oh, by the way, Brooks, what time do we arrive in Dodge City? Due in at around 10 tonight. The railroad has cleared the track, but we can't make it any sooner than that. I would like to have entered the city in daylight in order to see it better. And, too, it would be early enough for people to greet the train. I suppose a big reception will be held tomorrow when the people can be present? Perhaps, Mr. President. But from the reports I have, the people of Dodge City can't distinguish daylight from dark. Oh, there you go again, Brooks, you old boogeyman. I'll wager there'll not be a handful of the toil-worn citizens of Dodge City on hand when the train rolls into the yards at that late hour. Yeah, well, one of them will be an Indian. An Indian? You requested it, Mr. President. To be sure, I did, yes. But I presume the Indian would join the presidential party tomorrow. You don't know Indians, Mr. President. Oh, uh, incidentally, this Indian is a particular friend of a man you should know. Is that so? Well, I'm sure I'd like to meet you him. Pardon me, Mr. President. Good evening, Conductor. Anything wrong? A message from Mr. Brooks. He picked it up as we passed through the telegraph station to White Oaks a few moments ago. Oh, thanks, Conductor. Dodge City welcomes the President of the United States. All safety measures taken. Signed, Billy Tillman, United States Marshal. Well, that doesn't sound wild and woolly, Brooks. <laughs> no, you'll be in bed sound asleep within an hour after we get there, I'll wager. I'll take that bet. Listen, you men, to what I gotta say. We've scouted the town and everything's perfect. Billy Tillman has given the boys the sky for the limit, so long as nobody gets hurt. Now, he wants them to have a good time. Put on a, a real Western celebration for the great white father. <laughs> yeah, but I still don't get your plan. I know we better keep out of sight of Tillman or that deputy of his. They won't stand for no trouble here tonight. I'm doing the talking and planning, Dagger. Yeah, yeah, I know. Now, when the president's train rolls in, the crowd will go wild. We'll keep out of sight here by this sidetracked freight until the celebration gets going good. Well, then what? Then we can move in. Nobody will notice us in the excitement. But Billy Tillman ain't going to be in the crowd. Him and the mayor will be up on the train platform with the president. I know. I heard that was the plan. That's exactly the way I want it. With a real Wild West celebration going on and the punchers popping their guns and them buffalo hunters opening up with them new 4590 rifles. Yeah. Anybody could get hurt. 
Even the tin star. Yeah, even the tin star. And nobody will know who done it. Yeah, it ought to work out perfect. I'll do the shooting. You guys just cover me in case somebody in the crowd starts asking questions. Understand? I will meet here after the party and hightail it out of town. Here comes the train. All right. All right, men. Now split up and ride in from the sides. I'll wait here until everything is set. And then I'll come in from the center. Right. All right, on your way. Get going. City throwing the wildest celebration in its history, President Rutherford B. Hayes received the welcoming delegation aboard his private train. His chief interest, however, centered upon the stalwart Indian in war paint and feathers who stood in silent dignity as the president enthusiastically shook his hand. So you're Tonto. Well, well, this is certainly a great pleasure, a great honor. Um, it heap big honor to shake hands with great white father. Tonto welcome great white father for all Indians. Well, well. Tonto, the son of a great Indian chieftain. Uh, Billy Tillman and Mayor Wright here tell me you're a real friend of the white man, Tonto. Yeah, that's right, Mr. President. Tonto's a real friend. Uh, great white father. Friend of all Indians. Billy Tillman, good friend. Mayor, good friend. Well, Tonto, I never expected such a warm reception as the people of Dodge City are giving us. Cowboys and Indians make big noise for Great White Father. Yeah, Mr. President, that's their idea of showing how glad they are to see you. We really do it up in a big way. Tonto, I want you to meet my good friend, Jimmy Brooks. Howdy, Tonto. I've heard a lot about you. How? Jimmy, I actually believe you are still afraid this reception might turn into a war. Well, with Tonto and Billy Tillman here, it's... It's as safe as a Sunday school picnic. Well, sure it is, Jimmy. There ain't nothing to be scared of. Well, I'd feel a lot better about the president's safety if... Well, if our friend was here, Billy. He's not far off, Jimmy. Oh, Mr. President, uh, the folks out on the platform are getting mighty impatient. They'd like to see the president. Certainly. Let's proceed, gentlemen. Yes, I, uh, uh, I'll lead the way. Oh, Mr. Mayor, if you'll walk to my right. Oh, with the greatest of pleasure. And my good friend Tonto, you walk beside me on my left. Great white father, make great honor for Tonto. The honor is mine. Certainly I should have no fear with an Indian brave beside me. Great white father, not be afraid. Marshal Billy Tillman here. Him, great lawman. Uh, hear what Tonto says about you, Marshal? Well, Mr. President, Tonto knows there ain't nothing for anybody to be scared of tonight. Everybody in Dodge City is just happy, that's all. Well, come, gentlemen, let's go outside. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you said for me to do. Daniels, do you know Tom Dunbar by sight? Sure, but he ain't in this crowd. I've been all through it. I followed a group of five men into town less than 15 minutes ago. They broke up over there by that freight train on the siding. One of them remained there until a moment ago. Then he rode into the crowd. Yeah? What do you look like? Well, stand in your stirrups a little higher. Then look over there. <sighs> Crowd's mighty thick over there. Men and horses milling around together. Is he the tall fellow riding that big sorrel? Yeah. Say, that's Dunbar, all right. I wonder what he's up to. What's that? It's Tonto's signal. 
He's seen Dunbar. That's it, all right. Dunbar's men are closing in to cover for him. Yeah, they're after Billy Tillman, and he's up there with the president. If they start shooting, they Tillman might... will not only be killed, but the president. His life is in danger. Daniels, you cover me. I'm going in after Dunbar. Realizing that Tom Dunbar and his outlaws were taking advantage of the Wild West celebration to make an attempt on the life of Marshal Billy Tillman, the Lone Ranger rode the great white stallion Silver full speed into the excited crowd. As Dunbar aimed at the marshal, standing upon the rear platform of the train beside the president, the two guns of the masked rider of the plains flashed into blazing action. Dunbar's guns flashed once and went spinning into the air as a silver bullet winged to its target. In a flash, the great horse Silver was beside the lathered Mustang of the outlaw. Those close by saw the powerful left arm of the masked man swing a short circle. They heard the impact of a clenched fist on the outlaw's chin. They watched Dunbar crumple and fall from the saddle as if he'd been shot. Then the roar of gunfire attracted the onlookers as the masked man reined the great horse Silver into a spinning turn. Once again, the smoking guns of the Lone Ranger went into action as the crowd scattered for cover as the gun slicks of the Dunbar gang closed in for the kill. The next day, the presidential special stood upon the main line headed eastward out of Dodge City. Mayor Wright and Marshal Billy Tillman we're bidding the president goodbye inside the presidential suite. I hope you will return again to Dodge City, Mr. President. And the next time you come, sir, we'll really put on a celebration for you. Folks out here have gone plumb loco about you, Mr. President. I certainly hope I can come back someday, gentlemen. But I want to thank you for the fine time you and your people have shown me. You know, Mr. Brooks here didn't want me to come as far as Dodge City said Dodge City was too wild and woolly. Oh, oh, the Secret Service has to be mighty careful of the president's safety. And uh, peace of mind, too, I reckon. Yeah, peace of mind is important. You know, Mayor Wright, I actually believe Mr. Brooks brought all of that... thought all that display last night was the real thing. Do you think so? Well, when our Indian friend Tonto let out that blood-curdling war whoop, I thought Brooks would jump out of his shoes. <laughs> when that masked man rode that big white stallion into the crowd and started that mock gunfight with those other men, <laughs> Brooks actually jumped in front of me, <laughs> as if he really feared I might be hit by a stray bullet. <laughs> Why, Brooks, you know the boys wasn't shooting at the president. They were just having some fun. Marshal, before we go, I want to present you with a little souvenir. A little souvenir? Yeah, a souvenir. I dug it out of the wall of the observation platform this morning. I think it'll fit the hole in your hat if you'll try it. Oh, oh yeah, 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 sure, sure it will. And Marshal, if it hadn't have been for the fancy shooting of our masked friend, I might not have found it buried in the wall. Yeah, yeah, Brooks, uh, maybe, uh, maybe you're right. I thought I'd seen some fine horsemanship in my day, but that masked man topped it all. I never saw anything like it. When I tell the members of my cabinet about that big white stallion and the masked man... Well, I hope they believe half of it. It was splendid. The greatest rider in the West, Mr. President. In fact, he's about the greatest man in the West, I reckon. Uh, that's right, Billy. He's That the... masked man is everything I've heard he is. Why, I'd never believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes. By the way, gentlemen, I never did learn who the masked man is. You fellas seem to know all about him. Just who uh, is he? <clears throat> Mr. President, in the records of the United States Secret Service, he's registered as the Lone Ranger. I'll... Silver! Hey!
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs>